Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, July 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Eric Schmid. Ahead, Jay Greenberg arrived to head the FBI's St. Louis office about a year after Missouri severely limited the ability of local law enforcement to work with his agents on gun crimes. What they're telling me is this law has driven confusion for them. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman sat down with Greenberg and asked how the FBI is adapting to this environment of confusion. First, this news. The city of St. Louis has become the first local government in Missouri to direct federal coronavirus relief funds toward abortion access. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports Mayor Tashara Jones signed the measure on Thursday. Missouri banned abortion in almost all cases last month after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned a constitutional right to the procedure. The city's action allocates a million dollars from the American Rescue Plan Act toward helping people who want an abortion travel to other states. Jones calls the bill decisive action that empowers people to make their own health care decisions. A few weeks ago, I stood in this very spot and I said I would fight like hell to make sure St. Louisans can access the reproductive health care that they need. And today we won the first round in the ring. Attorney General Eric Schmidt has sued to stop those provisions of the law from taking effect. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Governor Mike Parson issued a drought alert on Thursday for 53 counties in the state feeling the effects of extreme heat. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports Parson's administration will provide resources to farmers and ranchers throughout the drought. Parson's drought advisory comes after reviewing the state's drought map, which shows a severe lack of water in southern and central Missouri. The dry conditions are affecting a large portion of the state's cattle industry. The extreme heat has caused grass to dry up, which leaves little to nothing for livestock to feed. Missouri is the third largest beef producing state in the country. Chris Chen is the state's director of agriculture. She says ranchers have to make tough decisions on ways to feed their cattle. They're having to cull part of their herds and send them to market. Others have already started feeding hay in July, when normally you wouldn't do that until the fall. State departments are making water available at over 40 conservation areas and over 20 state parks to help livestock producers. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. One of St. Louis's biggest outdoor attractions is also bracing for the high temperatures moving throughout the region. The Muni holds its final performance of Sweeney Todd today, and its leaders pledge to do everything they can to keep theatergoers comfortable as the heat index approaches 107 degrees. Kofi Coleman is president and CEO of the Muni. He says outdoor fans included in recent renovations should keep things cooler for those in attendance. We can continue to operate the way that we do and, and give St. Louis the tradition that it loves and, and the theater it deserves, but, but do it in the safest way possible. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory from noon Friday until 8 p.m. Sunday. Officials ask people to stay hydrated and refrain from strenuous activities. The Jennings City Councilman challenging Rita Days for a seat on the county council says the council cannot drop the ball when it comes to spending the rest of its federal coronavirus relief money. A working group will decide how to allocate the remaining $70 million from the American Rescue Plan Act. Terry Wilson says that should have happened sooner. I think more detail and attention and planning should have started way before 
an election year. And I think a lot of this planning is coming around because there is an election year and and folks want to make promises to their friends. Wilson says his priorities for the money would be early childhood education and addressing food insecurity. He was a guest on the Politically Speaking podcast. Jay Greenberg arrived in St. Louis to be the special agent in charge of the local FBI office in early May. He spent most of that time meeting his agents and with partners in law enforcement and the private sector. Greenberg told St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman he's happy to report the partnerships are strong. And everybody who lives here should feel very secure in how everybody works together to uh, really drive their safety and make this a good community for everybody to live. What are the priorities that you have set for the St. Louis office and and how did you develop them? So the FBI's top priority everywhere is preventing any kind of terrorist attack. Stemming very quickly off that, it's any other violent attack which we want to make sure doesn't happen here. We are also very focused on making sure that all of the intellectual property that is developed here at the different universities and the different companies is kept safe from foreign adversaries who are trying to beg, borrow, and steal that to get ahead illegally, Uh, making sure that all of the um, vulnerabilities from a cyber perspective are covered. You know, cyber risk is business risk. Cybersecurity is national security. And then, of course, in St. Louis, we couldn't have any conversation without talking about, you know, really fighting public corruption and making sure that the people who live here are comfortable in the government that they have representing them and to whom we all pay a great deal of our money in return for honest services and violent crime. St. Louis, unfortunately, year over year over year, has continued to struggle with violent crime rates, and that is an area where we have and will continue to dedicate substantial resources to fighting. How do you convince residents that efforts and partnerships like Operation Legend, which you helped lead, how do you convince them that they work when the region is still struggling with violent crime? While we don't always hold ourselves to you know, driving down specific measurable violent crime rates, we are always looking to judge what was the impact of the resources that we invested from the perspective of the community who lives here. Given that metric, what are you hearing about how the community perceived the impact of Operation Legend? I can tell you that from my personal experience, when we go into these neighborhoods that have elevated violent crime rates, um, a story that is frequently not told is that the candy shop owner or the grandmother or the grandfather will come out and thank us for being there. You also talked about cooperation and the strength of partnerships in the St. Louis area. And one of the things that may make cooperation slightly more difficult now is Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act. How have you seen that impacting those partnerships at all? And what adjustments are you making to overcome that? So I'm sure that you're aware that Department of Justice and Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms have brought a lawsuit. So there is active ongoing litigation on this topic. It is a huge concern for our local law enforcement partners. What they're telling me is this law has driven confusion for them. They don't know if it's okay to cooperate with us on crimes involving guns. What resources can the FBI offer to help with the violent crime in this era of confusion? 
Our primary tools that we're going to use are going to be working with the U.S. Attorney's Office and our state and local partners to collect evidence that will allow us to bring the most impactful federal charges. That allows us to then get a federal sentence. There is no parole in the federal system. So aside from good time, um, those defendants have to serve 85% of the time that they're sentenced to. And rather than being right down the street from where their families are here locally, we frequently ship them off, uh, Bureau of Prisons does, to the four corners of the nation, wherever there are openings in federal institutions, and they are removed from their families in this community that they've terrorized. How would you define success in the time that you will have as the special agent in charge in St. Louis? There's a couple of different ways that I would like to be judged uh, at the end of my time here. The first is, did we use the limited resources we had in the right way to build partnerships, to protect intellectual property, to keep violent acts from happening here? And then I would ask, you know, are the community groups, do they feel safer? Does the average man and woman on the street feel safer? Do they feel the ability to live their life the way that they want? And do our communities feel like law enforcement is accurately representing their needs? So at the end of the day, if we could check all those boxes, uh, that would be, you know, hitting for the cycle. That was Jay Greenberg, the special agent in charge of the FBI in St. Louis, speaking to St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Eric Schmidt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.